Okay, now, pardon me for being just a little bit suspicious. I listened very carefully to yesterday's press conference about the the approval of a COVID-19 vaccine. And when I do some research, now I've got more questions and, than answers at the moment. Now, also on today's show, I have a guest, and we're going to be heading out to Nebraska to find out how to maybe be prepared to live off the grid if something terrible actually ever happens. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Beerman. Beautiful Nebraska, as you look around, you will find a rainbow reaching to the ground. Oh, these wonders by the Master's hand, beautiful Nebraska land, beautiful Nebraska land. Welcome to our Tuesday edition of Truth to Ponder. As I said, in just a few minutes, we're going to head out to the great state of Nebraska and have a conversation about being able to survive when things get a little tough. Maybe maybe more of us need more preparation, and I think this, this program coming up today is going to help you. But before I get to that interview, I, I just want to share a few thoughts. Yesterday, the FDA according to the headlines, gave this so-called full approval to the Pfizer uh, vaccine. And, and some people that are pretty studious have shared with me some correspondence and material from the FDA website. And I look at it, I read it, and I'm not so sure of what they're actually doing. And I'll, let me explain why. In the letter that is part of the record you all can see at the FDA website and part of their presentation from yesterday, there's still a lot of references to emergency use authorization, and they refer to a letter of of August the 12th. Now, yesterday was the 23rd, and we have a letter from the 23rd. I have scoured across the FDA website and I'm not finding that other letter that has all the other terms and conditions. I, I do recognize there's now a trade name for an almost identical concoction for Pfizer. And, and so there is some confusion, and, and I'm just very concerned. Are we being told the entire story? I was listening to the, um, the press conference from yesterday, what's called the, the media call, and you want to talk, it was the most, it was obviously so scripted, and they had all the questions pretty well, they knew what they were going to be asked. Just, just listen to this Dr. Mark and how he explains the process. First, I want to reiterate that this milestone in the fight against COVID-19 uh, has been accomplished by a group of committed public health professionals who have been guided by science in everything that they do and who've worked tirelessly over the past months for everyone's benefit. 
The FDA's evaluation of this biologics license application was incredibly thorough, and the public can trust that the data evaluated by the FDA on the vaccine's safety, effectiveness, and quality meet the agency's rigorous, globally recognized standards. We reviewed hundreds of thousands of pages of data and information about the vaccine's safety, effectiveness, and manufacturing quality, and we concluded and conducted inspections of various facilities where the vaccine is manufactured. I'd like to share more about our evaluation of the clinical data for this vaccine, which, as Dr. Woodcock noted, is also detailed in many documents that will be available on the FDA's website. Now, maybe there's a simple explanation that we can all have and feel a lot more comfortable in in what the FDA did. And I, I listen to that doctor talking about their stringent this, that, and the other. And you look at any other vaccine or anything like it, and it took many, many years, not months, years, to go through the process to ensure safety in the long term. How do you do a long-term study in seven months is beyond me. We don't know, and that is the thing that nobody seems to want to answer. They just want to say safe and effective, and now they're using the word approved. And I look at a couple of paragraphs in this Pfizer letter to the letter to Pfizer from the FDA, and it says that on August 23rd, the FDA approved the biologics license application, a BLA, submitted by Biontech Manufacturing of the, the new branded name, uh, Comirnaty or Carmonity, whatever you want to call it, COVID-9 vaccine mRNA for active immunization to prevent COVID-19 caused by SARS, COVID-2 in individuals 16 and older. Now, that's, that's, that's what everybody grabs onto. But then I keep looking at this, this letter and it says, you know, as of that date, having concluded, this is the 23rd, revising its emergency use authorization is appropriate wait a minute and it says uh, under under this section of of the fda act reissuing the august 12th 2021 letter of authorization in its entirety with revisions incorporated to clarify that the emergency use authorization will remain in effect and i get it for the pfizer by ntech covid19 you know, vaccine for the previously authorized indication and now authorizes the new one under the emergency use authorization for certain uses that are not included, yada, yada. Well, I've been searching for the letter of uh, the 12th and so far I've not found, found it. So it's hard to to make heads or tails of this. And, and I hope that they haven't have a restricted use. We're not quite following where it's, you know, authorized. And until I can find the other, and I've scoured, I've tried every which way to go through the document groupings, and they have everything out of order. It's like they don't want you to find it. Hopefully, maybe somebody will put it up today. Maybe by Thursday, I can give you a better answer. But right now, I want to take us out to the great state of Nebraska. And I want to bring on a guest today. His name is Jim Calhoun. Now, now Jim has been, shall we say, living off the electric grid for a while. And, and his story of how he got there is rather fascinating. And I think you're going to enjoy this interview for two reasons. Not so much that you can learn to live off the grid. But I'm going to tell you right now, when you listen to him, 
today. Your faith in Christ and what he can do for you is going to be strengthened. So, so Jim, welcome to the program and, and kind of explain to the listeners how you ended up, shall we say, off the grid. Well, thanks, Bob, for having me on your show. I appreciate it. And how I got off grid is quite a long story. I've always been interested in being self-sufficient. My whole life, I've been pretty much a person that could create whatever I needed to create Mm -hmm. when I needed it. And I had an opportunity to go off uh, grid several times, but I was always kind of scared to do that. And then I had some health issues that came up and that made finances really tough. Oh, I can imagine. I was in the hospital and uh, I, you know, just a long story short, uh, with no health insurance or anything, it got really tight here. And Mm -hmm. our utility company has always been what I'm going to consider independent. They like to to, uh, wear jack boots and and stomp around and, and, uh, you know, they don't they won't cut anybody a break is what I'm trying to say. And so I decided that now was the time just to have faith and and make the jump. And mm-hmm. that's been almost ten years ago. Ten and years. Never, yep, almost. And I've never looked back and I never will go back. And so I've learned an awful lot. I already knew quite a bit of self sufficient style living, but uh, it's quite quite a leap of faith to Tell the power company that they're fired. Yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> and and I know for for a lot of people, we've, you know, you and I have come up in an era where we've always had electricity, even television sets it were common coming up in the 50s like I did. TV sets yes. were increasingly in homes and eventually color TV sets. Then we have the Internet. Then we had our stereos and we've got our heating systems. We, we become very dependent on a third-party utility for us to even function in this world today. And in some places, you're not even allowed to be off the grid in, in some states. I know that. Yeah, it's, it's really crazy that they try to have the control. Everything's about control. Mm-hmm. And what I find really interesting is that everyone says to recycle and to conserve and they're just fine with all that. But if you say, well, I'm doing more than conserving, I'm actually producing power, then they get mad at you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, you're not part of the problem. You're not part of the, the drain on the power grid. As long as you shut your lights off and, and uh, do what they tell you to do as far as energy conservation, they're fine with you until you tell mm-hmm. them, well, I'm going to do my own power. And then, oh boy, <laughs> they, they, then they look at you in a different light. Which shows you that they're disingenuous, that they don't That's have right. really any they don't have any feelings towards conserving energy or anything. They're mm-hmm. they're just trying to manage people's lives and you know, I, I don't go along real well with that. So oh, I, this, I, I, I can tell you a little story. I'm gonna go back uh, I'm gonna show my age now. We're gonna go back to oh, probably nineteen sixty nine or nineteen seventy. We were living in a small town, upstate New York. And my dad had this opportunity to buy this old farm. And he had some plans for developing some of the land around the farm and then lease most of the farmland back uh, to farmers that wanted to use it. And on this property was this old, old, probably built in the late 1800s farmhouse. And you could tell it never had electricity. And uh, so 
when my dad first bought the property and was going to do something with the building, uh, immediately somebody from the county or, or the township, I can't remember which, said, oh, by the way, you can never get a certificate of occupancy until you connect to the electricity. You know, in other words, you couldn't you couldn't have that house unless you were connected to the power company. This is 1969, 1970. So, you know, that's crazy. (laughs) Yet the people that had lived there were grandfathered and they had died somewhere like in the middle 1960s. And they lived in that house, you know, with literally no electricity. Uh, They used uh, kerosene lanterns. (laughs) They they, they lived like it was 1899, you know, in, in a small town. And But as you got into the 1960s, these power companies, as you pointed out, have enough power in the government to say, you've got to be connected. And, and that's what well, we find in some areas. And the pharmaceutical companies are doing the same thing now. And mm-hmm. it's, it's, all, it's all a power grab. When you think about it, think of being off-grid, people our age and younger, that's kind of a foreign concept. They think, wow, how could you do that? But... Mankind, ever since God created us, we've lived without electricity all but till the last hundred or so years. That's right. And so there's, there's thousands of years of people living on this planet just fine without electricity. And now and, you, you got kids today. Listen, you got kids today. Let's be honest. Um, they couldn't live without the internet. I mean, no, they, they, that's all they know. What do you mean I can't be connected? <laughs> Yeah, it's just absolutely addictive that they've it's it's almost like they're trying to get all of society to march in lockstep to everything that they want us addicted to. And then if you are a person that kind of marches to a different drummer, then they think, "Wow, what a weird person. You know, what mm-hmm. an odd person." Then they do the shaming and the you know, what have you. But Actually, if you look at how God created man and how we were created to live on mm-hmm. this planet, this mm-hmm. planet was created for us. We've spent the last hundred or so years trying to mold the planet into how we want it mm-hmm. instead of understanding how God has the planet for us. And I have electricity. I create my own, but mm-hmm. also I know how to live without it. And so there's... It's, it's all a mindset. It's a headspace you have to get into. Once mm-hmm. you understand that everything's going to be all right, it's just going to be different. Mm-hmm. That's all, just a little different, but everything's going to be just fine. It takes the scary spookiness out of growing off grid, and it also gives you a sense of freedom. That's right, and also one less bill. Oh, I tell you, if I had to pay, well, just put it this way. I pay my property taxes off of the money I save not paying the electricity. I believe it. I believe so, it. Uh, if I was paying my electricity bill, uh, I'd, I'd still be struggling. I'm struggling anyway since the pandemic because mm-hmm. I was deemed unessential. That's a whole other story. Well, we'll get but, into uh, that, too. We'll get into that in a few <laughs> minutes. But, but you know, but, for, for those that are listening that have thought, well, you know, how do I get off the grid? And now, you live in a rural area, which makes it a lot easier, of course, to do that. Um, Some of my listeners live in big towns where it's not quite as easy to do. Uh, But so give an idea of what do you have? How did you kind of put it together? You know, what what did you do? 
And I know technology keeps moving forward. It may be it may be even easier now. But just give me give our listeners kind of an idea of of what you put together, and and how much of your electric needs does it does it currently meet? Okay. Well, I'm going to address the first thing about people living in other types of areas. Yes, we're very rural here, but if there's a will or where there's a will, there's a way. And as long as you're not breaking any laws or codes, Mm -hmm. there's probably a way for you to either create some of your own electricity or all of it or uh, create other things that you would need. Mm -hmm. And so... I think that I would want to encourage everyone to research their area and find out and know that there are, it's not just one way or two ways, there's thousands of ways to go off grid. And you can do it in baby steps, you can do it all in one giant leap, you can, it's, the possibilities are endless. And so I want to get that across to people that Mm -hmm. if they they research one thing out and they hit a brick wall, well, just turn and go the other direction and still... Uh, try to get your goal of going off grid or reducing your power, however you want to do mm-hmm. that, your power needs. And so you don't want to be caught in this trap that it's an either-or situation. Right, exactly. Uh, the, the Everything has to be done uh, with the idea that you will succeed. So have a positive attitude towards that. Mm-hmm. Now, to answer your second question, I got off grid um, – as I went to pay my power bill after I was overdue, uh, they, for some reason, uh, this whole the power lines have been paid out here by my grandfather and my father and myself since the late 1940s. Same poles, mm-hmm. same everything. And I went in and they wanted $2,000 deposit extra because I didn't pay my bill because I was in the hospital. And I said, you mean my family's been paying on this since the 1940s and you've been paid every month since the 1940s and now you want 2000 extra dollars and mm-hmm. they said yes we do so i said well you're fired <laughs> i said i i can't i can't work with people now, like I, you. now i've got to ask now how, how well did that uh work out when you explained that when you got home well i didn't have to go home she was in the car okay <laughs> so, so so how did that work out well, uh, actually, fairly well. I walked out and said, well, you're probably going to kill me, but I just fired the power company. I said, we're off grid. And she said, well, okay. That's what she said. And you stepped and out on faith. Yep, stepped out on faith. And I tell you, I would encourage all of the listeners through mm-hmm. every trial and tribulation, whether it be this pandemic or the the tyranny or the health issues or whatever you have Mm -hmm. rely on your faith because there's nothing stronger nothing stronger than the faith and prayer and i have found that since i have stepped out on faith that god meets my needs he doesn't meet my wants but he meets my needs amen and so i've never worried a day about any of this and because i know that Ultimately, God's in control of everything. And what I do has no, well, it has maybe a small bearing on things, but, you know, I'm, I'm pretty pretty small in the scheme of things, so I don't, mm-hmm. I don't worry about it. But anyway, so after I told her that we were off-grid, 
I said, well, we have $2,000 to play with because that's how much they were going to charge us to reconnect back up. Right. I said, so I guess that frees up $2,000 to to start our off-grid. Mm-hmm. And so I went to the local store, farm supply store, and I bought a generator. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I went out to a truck stop, but I got an inverter. The truckers, right. most of the yep. truckers, mm-hmm. inverters. You know, that takes and, your 12, that takes your um, DC voltage to AC. Yeah, and so I went off-grid with one generator and one truck stop uh, inverter. Mm-hmm. And I don't recommend that because, you know, that's, yeah. you're very limited. Very limited. And also, the, the, but... Uh, God supplied everything that we needed, and uh, I was able to take care. I have 160 acres, and I have a herd of cows, and I, I have a, uh, a haying business that I go out and put up hay mm-hmm. and do an awful lot of harvesting. And I weld, and I do all my own mechanic work. I build half my own parts because my machinery mm-hmm. is very old. And I always seem to get it done. And my generator quit this last winter when the the it got so cold it was like thirty below zero for oh, a yeah. week, and and uh, my generator didn't didn't uh, like that too well, and so it it's no longer with us. But since I bought the generator, I bought uh, a regular system to go off grid. Right, and so I have a bank of twelve batteries, and I have a uh, what's called a pure sine wave inverter mm-hmm. that uh, takes it off the square wave, and so it doesn't hurt your appliances. And it, matter right. of fact, I'm talking to you right now using my my uh, pure sine wave, and I'm totally off grid. So mm-hmm. this whole interview on my end is being done off grid. So if I can talk to the world from my little farmhouse, that's right. Good, then you can probably come up with something for your situation. And see, I want to get into that for a moment here, and then we're going to be going to a break in just a couple of minutes, and I'll bring you back on the other side. But one okay. of the things, you're, a lot of your energy now comes from solar, correct? Yes. Solar is 99% of the energy I use. Mm-hmm. I do have a backup system, which is a little bit odd, but it works real well for me is that I have a car that I'm not using that runs real well. I put a 24-volt alternator in it, and on a real cloudy day, I can just start the car up, and I can charge my bank of batteries in about 10 minutes. Mm. Just starting the car, <laughs> and then let it run 10 minutes, shut the car off, and I get about three hours worth of power. Wow. And uh, and if, if I have, you know, it's like I say, it's all a mindset and a headspace. If you learn how to manage your life and go with the flow it's not hard to do but if mm-hmm. you're one of these people that you have to have everything now yeah and you have you're impatient and you're and you're quick to anger well then maybe you probably shouldn't uh consider going <laughs> off yeah as much as i am but i will say this my cattle are always watered my welding jobs are always done I always have lights. My refrigerator is always cold. My freezer is always frozen. Um, maybe not 24 hours a day like everyone would want, but I have come to conclude that those 8 to 12 hours that you're asleep or away from your house and you, you're not using much power, 
you're paying an awful lot of money for that convenience of having the power there when you, you know, 24 hours when you don't even need it for 24 mm-hmm. hours. That's right. And so I know that since I went off grid, my savings are right around $18,000. Wow. And to, yeah. And I would never, never go back. Uh, I, I'd light a candle and, and just, uh, be happy with that before I'd go back on mm-hmm, grid. Mm-hmm. Now, that's just me personally. Other people probably wouldn't have the the type of uh, attitude that I have, but I know that ultimately everything's going to work out. So, you know, mm-hmm. I have a lot of faith in not only what I'm doing, but I have faith in just the mere fact that when you look at how things are, rubber meets the road. And you realize that God made this planet right. for us to live on. Mm-hmm. And God did not create electricity. God did not create the big box stores like Walmart. God didn't, God didn't he didn't create any of that. That's right. So it, what you do is you look at what God has created for you. And you concentrate on the blessings that God has given you. That's right. And all of a sudden... I'm not saying things start disappearing or start looking better, but you start having a better attitude. And, you know, I've been listening to your shows every night. and They're just awesome. But I agree with you that our country is in horrible trouble. It is. But I'm a citizen of the United States, and I'm, I'm proud of that. And, I'm, and I'm, a, I'm loyal to our republic and our constitution. But first and foremost, I'm a citizen of the kingdom of God. Amen. And no matter what these tyrants do... They cannot take that from me. That's I don't right. care what they say. I don't care what they do. And so I look at life from an aspect that the worst thing they could do is kill me. And if I'm right with God, I'm right with Jesus, then that's not that bad of a deal. You know, well, what's you the, know. what does the Bible say? You know, be, beware of the one that can, you know, kill the, the soul, not the body. The body is irrelevant. And, right, and, and we, we, we to need say. to understand that. Listen, we've got a break coming up, and I want to hang you over till the other side. I want to remind you that you're listening to Truth to Ponder here on this station. And you're probably listening on maybe shortwave. Maybe it's a podcast. Maybe it's an AM radio station. But however you're listening, would you let me know? I'm trying to get a better assessment to be a wise steward of all that God has provided in this radio program. And if you have email access, it's real easy. You can send me a direct email. Nobody else reads it. So anything you need to tell me personally, feel free. And that address is bob at truth, the number two, ponder.com. That's bob at truth, the number two, ponder.com. Our guest today is Jim Calhoun. We're talking about living off the grid. We're talking about some other things coming up on the other side. Maybe maybe some ideas of some of the things you can do. Many of us, myself included, feel that we're coming into a very unusual time. Look at how fast things changed in Afghanistan. Look at how fast things have changed in our economy. Look at how fast things are moving today. It's a, it's a, it's a breakneck speed. And you begin to wonder, are we coming into the Great Tribulation or a time of intense tribulation? I don't know which one of the two it is, but it's one of the other. And so are you prepared to go through these difficult times? When we get back on the other side, we're going to talk more about your preparation 
and, and how to be ready for some of the difficult times to come. I know it sounds like a lot, but you know, I will say this much as we go to the break. Remember what Jesus told his disciples, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things, all these things that the Gentiles seek will be added unto you. If you believe in this ministry, would you consider helping a little bit in some of the airtime cost? You can do that from our website, truththenumber2ponder.com, truththenumber2ponder.com, or you can mail a check made out to Ancient Word Radio. That's Ancient Word Radio. And we can be reached at 21 Berkshire, B-E-R-K-S-H-I-R-E, 21 Berkshire Lane, number 263, our secure box. That's number 263 in Sky Valley, Georgia, 30537. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. Whisperer. Shalom Aleichem. This is the nice Jewish boy, Jonathan Kahn, your Jewish connection, bringing you the riches of your Jewish roots in Jesus. Now get your pen out as fast as you can so you don't miss out on receiving a special free gift you're going to get and love in a moment. Now, a new word for you in Hebrew, the word for serpent or snake is Nahash. Nahash. Try it. Nahash. Now when you say that, the word for snake, it sounds like somebody's whispering, Nahash, Nahash. Well, that's also what it means in Hebrew. The word for snake also means the whisperer or whisper, nahash. And it's profound because in the Bible, the serpent is a symbol of the enemy. And so what it's saying, a very important thing about his tactics is that the enemy is a whisperer. He works in a subtle way, crafty, in secret, in the darkness. The work of the enemy begins with a whisper. And a thought comes into your mind. You're wondering, how did that happen? Well, he's whispering. That's how he begins. He doesn't say it out loud. He whispers a little thing, a little idea. And if you go with that, well, then that whisper, that becomes a sin. And then it becomes an action. And the action becomes a habit. And the habit, a lifestyle. And the lifestyle, a destiny. So how do you fight the enemy? Well, he's a whisperer. You fight him when he is just whispering. You fight it when that thing is just a notion, a whisper, a temptation. That thing comes in, that that whisper of anger, that whisper of lust, that whisper of doing what you know is wrong. You fight it. How do you fight a whisper? You drown it out. Drown it out. When you hear that little voice of temptation, you drown it out with the word of God. You take the word of God and you proclaim it and you repeat it and you will drown out the whisperer. Now, want more? Ask for the forked tongue. Now, the free gift for you. The most incredible evidence, the most awesome mystery of the temple doors. You'll love it. Plus, Sapphire is guaranteed to bless you and give you the power of victorious life. All free. How do you get these gifts free? Easy. Just remember Jesus' real Hebrew name, Yeshua, and you dial it. That's it. Just dial 1-800-YESHUA-1. You will be blessed, but call now. That's 1-800-YESHUA-1. And my friend, you're on this earth for a great purpose, to be a blessing. So I invite you to join me in bringing the greatest blessing to the unreached peoples of this world. Salvation to five continents with over a billion people. Just call 1-800-YESHUA-1. That's to do great things for the Great Commission. That's Y-E-S-H-U-A-1. Now you can write me direct. Here's how. Just write to the nice Jewish boy box 1111 Lodi, L-O-D-I, New Jersey, 07644. That's the nice Jewish boy 1111 Lodi, New Jersey, 07644. Till next time, this is Jonathan Kahn saying, 
Beat the whisperer, my friend, in Messiah Adon Olam, the Lord of all. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. And welcome back to part two of Truth to Ponder. I'm your host, Bob Bierman. So glad that you're with us today. Just a couple of announcements that I want to just kind of put in there that I forgot to mention in the other segment. We are still using uh, Galaxy 19 satellite, but I really haven't heard a whole lot of feedback. And I need to make a decision in the next 30 days if we're going to keep it or not. Um, It's a wonderful opportunity, but if it's not viable, if it's not being used, then there's no sense using it when there may be other opportunities that could present themselves. One of the hardest things to do, and and I try my best to to be discerning, is to be a good steward of the things and, and the resources that God gives to us. I have no problem uh, checking out an opportunity. We checked one out with a radio station in Utah, and it was extremely affordable, and the response has been surprisingly good. So I, we're going to keep that one going for the foreseeable future, And that's the radio station uh, KYAH, and that is in Delta, Utah, AM 540. And so I'm thankful to be there. And the number of you that have been responding uh, to the program from Utah, I want to thank you. So trying to be a good steward. We are putting together and still have operating right now from the website. By the way, the website is going to be going through some dramatic and major changes. I'm trying to get some help on this, but... We want to really have a much cleaner, easier to use website, not so many pages, not so many what I call rabbit holes, where you can find the program, information about current shows, and even our online radio channel of music. We'll we'll leave that there. Whether it stays on satellite or not, that channel will stay there uh, for the foreseeable future. We've noticed that people are listening, so it's worth keeping it. And so if you enjoy that, let me know. You can always write us here at Truth to Ponder, 21 Berkshire Lane, number 263, Sky Valley, Georgia, 30537. And my email address is bob at truth, the number two, ponder.com. That's bob at truth, the number two, ponder.com. Later this week, I'll be giving you some updates on the shortwave project, we hope to have more shortwave airtime come the what they call the B-21 season end of September around October. So some things to announce at that time. As we get closer, I'll let you know. My guest today, Jim Calhoun, and he is one of those that have learned to live off the grid. And, and I really believe that we as Christians, there's several things we need to be doing. The world as we know it has changed. The world as we know it, I don't think is ever really coming back. This pandemic has been used mightily by those that want to have a greater control globally. There's no doubt in my mind about that. We hear so many conflicting things about vaccines, that they work or they don't work, wear a mask, even though they're, they don't work, we still are told to wear them. I don't see the world ever coming back. I was watching watching this little video somebody shared with me that was put out by the World Economic Forum. Good old Klaus Schwab. We talk about him from time to time. And in this little five-minute video, it's encouraging you to the post-pandemic world 
And this is a world where we all live in communities and cities, and we don't need cars anymore. We, we, we don't even need to go to work anymore because we work from home, and we use the old office buildings for other purposes. But everything's a 15-minute walk from your house. They want you dependent. And I believe as Christians, we need to be more independent from the things of this world. Uh, the church that we knew in the past that could do what it wanted to, say what it wanted to, it's coming to an end. Christianity is becoming hate speech in many parts of the world. Christians are going to have to do what they've done for the centuries. Have their own community. That doesn't mean a compound. It doesn't mean any of that. But it means we have our own way of community, our own way of helping each other. Early Christians couldn't have big church buildings they met quietly in the catacombs or in people's homes to worship, give their praise unto God. They lived their life peacefully because they understood they're in the world, but they are not of this world. And they learned to be more independent. And this is where the church needs to go, in my, in my opinion. I welcome Jim Calhoun back to the program. And, and really quick, I want to just, before I forget... Uh, solar is the way you've gone for being off the grid for electricity, correct? Yes. And when you do that, a lot of people may not thoroughly understand. Uh, you have solar panels that charge batteries, correct? Yes, it charges the batteries. Uh, it goes from the, the solar cells, the reaction that they have to the sunlight, mm -hmm. charges, it goes into a converter that converts that kind of energy into DC power, mm -hmm. DC power. That's right. And then, then it goes into your battery bank, and I do it at uh, 24 volt. Mm -hmm. And then you have an inverter that will in turn take that DC power and convert it into AC power. And so it's the concept's really simple. It sounds complicated. It really isn't. Uh, with a solar pa a solar panel and your controller that takes it to DC and then an inverter to bring it back, back to AC. AC to bring it to AC because it never was AC to start with you know it's right. direct current when it comes from the sun and, exactly. and I understand that so and and you'd be surprised how few panels it you need to at least have some basic lighting basic appliances and basic things that you know, it sure beats when the—look, we live in our home in the mountains. There have been times, and we're, we're fortunate, where the power is off. And when you don't have any electricity, everything is dead silent, and you're looking for the kerosene lamps and the candles. And, uh, but really, I'm beginning to think, as a lot of people do, Maybe you don't need quite as many lights or appliances running. You know, I think we just get used to having them. Um, and I, I'm, I'm assuming that your heat is probably from wood, correct? I have both wood and uh, I, like to, I like the wood best because I have a lot of trees. And so I save a lot, an awful lot of money. But I also have propane. Mm -hmm. And so... If it gets really cold or if I am too lazy to go cut wood, mm -hmm. I can just do propane. So I've got two ways to do that, and it, I, I think having a backup is always good. Oh, I yes. wanted to touch, kind of touch on the when you talked about the panels. For basic needs, you don't have to spend a lot of money. You don't have to have 
you know, hundreds of panels and mm-hmm. things. Uh, two panels and two car batteries will give you basic lighting for about four hours in the mm-hmm. evening. Mm-hmm. And it probably would run a small apartment size refrigerator. And my whole reason for being on your show and also having my own podcast is mm-hmm. I want to help people through these times that I think you're correct. I feel the same thing. I feel led that that we're going to be, as a society, forced to be Amen. something that we're not or mm-hmm. do something or sit, survive situations that are out of our control. Yes. And as a young man, this is going to age me a little bit, mm-hmm. I love to hang around those World War One guys. Oh, yeah. I had... I had so many World War One friends. Them old guys uh, were absolutely wonderful, and they raised the children. The Doughboys. Yes, the Doughboys, and they raised children through the Depression. And as a young man, they would tell me, every one of them would have their own little speech for me. And they always had about the same speech. It was, boy, I've seen trouble in this world, and you have never seen it. But someday it's going to come back around, and oh, yeah. you're going to see some trouble. So, by gosh, you better learn how to get through troubled times. And I heard that and heard that and heard that. And then I had a an elderly lady that she was also from that generation. She gave me $5 one time, and she said, I don't want you to spend this. I want you to go put it in a safe place and never spend it and keep it. And then if times really get bad and you're really hungry, and if you ever have need to buy a loaf of bread right. or anything to survive, you'll always have this $5. And that was probably one of the most precious gifts anybody ever gave me mm-hmm. because of the mindset that she had. Yeah, that, no, it's, uh, not, it's not just the money. It's the wisdom that, that she wisdom. passed on. And so I have everything here as far as my farming operation. I can go clear back to about into the 1890s and keep keeps things rolling. I've got I still I've got my great grandfather's horse drawn machinery mm. in his field ready. Um, I've I've always been ready for something because I've always been told something's coming. Amen. And when you raise children through the, a Great Depression and you do without and you have to watch your children do without it, it creates a, a great wisdom to be very frugal and to plan for the future. And originally my show was going to be all about just helping people get off grid to save some money. Right. But more craziness happens every day. That's right. I realize that there's so many people that have the potential of being forced off grid. Well, like with me personally, I'm not going to get vaccinated because it's not a vaccine. And, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, uh, I understand all the. We agree. Of, I, I fully agree with you. You know, you know that. You bet. And I see in France they're now blocking people from grocery stores, uh, and they're it's in Australia. I feel so sorry for my friends in Australia. Oh and, yeah, and, and, I do and too. And all the citizens of the world. I, I just my heart breaks for everybody. And but and, and what, what I what really breaks my heart, and I, I hate to butt in here real quick, but it's the lying that has gone with this even from our own government, our own CDC. They talk about everybody needs to be vaccinated. Then if you listen the other day to Walensky from the CDC, she, about, you know, 15 minutes into her little spiel, she talks about, well, you know, the vaccines don't prevent you from getting it or spreading it. So what's the purpose? 
the one thing the vaccines we now know will do, it's what's creating the variants. I mean, it's not the natural progression. It's the vaccines that have created the Delta variant and all the others that are coming down the pike. And so, so why are we, so why do people like Bill de Blasio demand in New York City that, you know, you have to be vaccinated to, to enjoy life? I mean, this is, this is a precursor, in my opinion, to what will be called the mark of the beast, where this is not the mark in and of itself. I've really prayed this one through, but this gives you a good close up of what it could really be. And that's where we're heading to. And this is what I don't think the church is ready for. Too many are are looking for the get out of uh, tribulation free card, and it's not coming. Jesus told his disciples to be ready, not to be ready to leave and not worry about it, but to be ready to endure it or even have, you know, be killed for my name's sake. This is what the church in the West has never had to deal with until now. And I really believe that we are going to have to deal with some of these issues, if not all of them. Mm-hmm. That's where I go back onto faith. Uh, you have to have faith. You have to stand firm in your faith. If you waver or you're lukewarm, uh, nothing's. It's, you're not going to have the protection that you need. Mm-hmm. So I would recommend everyone walk in the full armor of God and in full faith. And even when things look the darkest, don't lose your faith. Because you mentioned these people, uh, they're evil people, the, mm-hmm. the Charles, the Schwabs. And oh, the, yeah. Yeah. yeah, Klaus Schwab, you know, and the, and the World Economic Forum. They're, they're evil people. And then you mentioned the director of the CDC. I don't listen to these people no. because all they do is lie. And the thing of it is, is that Satan is running loose on this planet. He is the father of the lie. And if you wonder, why are these people lie to us? Well, it tells you who their father is. That's right. And I have no use for these people whatsoever. Well, the wizard of and, COVID, as I call them, you know, he, part of oh, what yeah. I believe is happening. And, and it just makes sense. I mean, I'm a logical person. You look at the things and, and normally the easiest answer is probably the correct one if you're willing to look. And what I've noticed in all of this. You go back, and there are three names that keep coming up whenever you do some research. You know, Dr. Fauci is one. Uh, a Dr. Uh, Ralph Barrick is another one from University of North Carolina, Chapel Hill. And then the EcoHealth Alliance and uh, Peter Daszak. The, these three, along with the bat, you know, the bat lady of Wuhan, were doing things they probably were not supposed to be doing in terms of bioweapons. We know China does it. And so this is all going on in the background, and whether by accident or design, a man-made virus or man-manipulated virus got released, and they are so in a panic on what to do, this is where all this rush to the vaccine, rush to this, because nobody knew what was going to happen in the wild, and so here we are. And so you have people that are, that are being frightened. And I call it the reprobate mind. They, they can't even see logically anymore. They're, they're seeing the vaccine as their savior. And it's not. This vaccine may reduce symptoms, but that's all that it does. And we now know it only lasts a matter of months, for that, even for that. So those that got vaccinated in January, 
Um, besides having some spike proteins that may cause you some health issues down the road, you have no protection from any of these, from even the lesser symptoms now. It's gone away. So they're talking about a third shot. Next year, maybe a fourth or fifth or sixth. This is getting out of hand. And, and it's all because of the fear of Fauci and the monster he and his friends created that they're trying to cover. This is why it's all over the road and trying to do anything in desperation. That's how I feel about it. Well, I totally agree. Fauci and company are trying to play God, and they're trying to create things and manipulate things. And when God created all of his creation, he declared it as good. And so I don't feel that mankind has any right or should have they shouldn't have any desire mm-hmm. to change something that has been declared good by Almighty God. That's so right. That's right. I'm totally against all this genetic manipulation because it's just people trying to prove that they're smarter than God or they are God or something. They're they're deranged, delusional, and their retrobate mind is absolutely correct. Absolutely. But going back to the vaccine, if you are unvaccinated and you're like me and you will not get vaccinated and they tell you okay you can't shop anymore you can't get any food there's an awful lot of panic that is going to set in mm-hmm, that's right and so on my podcast i have uh, several that i've got coming up that tell you step by step of how to prepare not for just six months but maybe for a year or two that's right uh, of having food that Maybe you'll get sick of eating, but it'll keep you alive and mm-hmm. keep you healthy. Real quick, but, before we run out of time, yeah, finish that thought. Then I've, I've got one that I really want to ask you before we uh, get okay, off the I'll, program. I'll, I'll finish this thought real quick. Even if you live in the cities and the towns, uh, d- it doesn't make any difference. Study the what the native people, the indigenous people of your area ate to survive. And you will find that the countryside is absolutely full of very nutritious, good things Mm -hmm. to eat that we call weeds or we call problem plants. Mm -hmm. And other cultures, like I'm going to take prickly pear cactus, uh, the Hispanic culture, they love it. And it's very good for diabetics and it's a very good source of, of food. There's all sorts of ways around this. So... I know personally that if they shut me off from from the grocery store, my diet will change, but I will still eat. And so God put everything that we need on this planet. You just need to have the knowledge, pray for knowledge, pray for wisdom. And I recommend people get books, solid, hard copy books that they can have in their own library. So I wouldn't put anything on on the Internet or on a cloud or anything. Mm -hmm. I'd have that Mm -hmm. copy book. And start making plans. I'm not trying to say doomsday plans here, but don't be caught flat-footed. If you wake up one morning and the world has totally changed like 9-11 did, 9-11 changed the world. You you went to bed with one frame of mind. You woke up and watched the news. That's right. Absolutely. That's possibly going to happen again. And so just be ready to step from one lifestyle to another as painlessly as possible and have the knowledge and don't be part of the people panicking because God does wonderful things and God has made a wonderful world. He's made all this for us and we just have to understand 
that we have to have faith that God's will will be done, and mm-hmm. we we can't be part of the problem is what I'm trying to say. And very quickly, you know, we got about a minute here before I need to start, you know, giving the information about your podcast and everything else. When you you mentioned before the time that you were in the hospital and ill, God has really done a wonderful thing for you physically. Am I correct? Oh, yes. The only reason that I'm talking to you today is the power of God. Uh, I was in a horrible car wreck. I broke 37 bones on the right side of my body. I broke 11 vertebrae. I broke all my ribs off my spine. I shattered a shoulder blade. My right leg was wrapped around my neck. Uh, it totally destroyed my knee. Uh, I it was. I had a horrible head injury, and there, I can't remember the name of the syndrome, but they call it dead man walking. Mm-hmm. And uh, they thought I had that because I kept telling everyone I'd be all right. And the reason is that. I was never knocked unconscious. It was a car wreck. I was thrown from a car. It was an antique car. And I know I caught a lot of flack for no seatbelts, but the car never even had seatbelts from the factory. And I got ran down by a a driver, hit Mm -hmm. the rear on the interstate, and I got ejected from the car. And then then after I hit the the pavement, the car bounced on me. So I not only got crushed by impact, I got crushed by the car. So I, I got hit twice. And I couldn't catch my breath, and but I knew I was in trouble, and I was laying on my stomach, and a voice came to me, and it was the most soothing voice I'd ever heard, said, Jim, you've been in a horrible accident, but you're going to be okay if you can take a breath. Do mm-hmm. not panic. Just take a breath. Mm-hmm. And you'll be okay. Do not panic. Take a breath. And after about 30 seconds or so, I was able to get a breath. And once I had that first breath, I knew I was going to be okay. And so when the EMTs came up, they saw how bad I was. There was the guy said, hey, buddy, I can see you're, you're awake. He said, you're not a, not a quadriplegic, but you have only one chance to get out of this ditch without being a quad. He says, you got to work with me. I said, yes, sir. I said, I'm going to be all right. And I'm sure he thought, sure you are. And uh, all the way to the hospital, and then I had a life flight, and uh, uh, I was in an airplane with lots of turbulence, and Mm -hmm. I kept telling them, well, they said, can we slow the plane down so the patient isn't so uncomfortable? And I said, oh, yes, you know, I'm going to be fine. Of course, they weren't talking to me. They were talking to the nurse with me. But uh, I never, never once felt like it was my time to go. And I know God saved me for a reason. Amen. And. That was that was back about thirteen years ago, twelve thirteen years and, ago. And you and were I, never and and to make it really quick here, you were never able supposed to be able to do the things you're doing today. Oh, I, I was I wasn't going to live at first. Then I was never going to walk. And then it took twenty six thousand dollars worth of rehab for me to to learn how to take a step again. That was the hardest thing I've ever done in my life mm. was take that first step. And I got staph infection on top of that, and I had it for 18 months and didn't know it. And so that gave me internal. That's why I had the heart issue. Uh, had to go to the hospital. It, it wrecked my my heart and my kidneys and made me a diabetic. It really messed me up. But I decided that I was going to live a normal life. And right now, I, I do all the, the ranching out here all by myself. I, do, I dig all my posts. I do everything the hard way, everything with hand tools. 
and I bale hay and I have little bales and I, I, I do all the mowing, raking, baling and I stack them and I'm doing everything that a normal person can do because I had faith that God wasn't done with me Amen. and I'm not saying I'm pain free but I'm going to tell you that there is life after catastrophe. You Amen. just have to Amen. make it. There, you just have to. Well, as, as I laid there, I was an invalid for almost two years, and I couldn't even watch television for a year because my head injury that just the TV just really did something to the, my brain. And I right. didn't like it, but I could watch a ceiling fan, and so I watched a ceiling fan for over a year. And I told myself, "All right, never." Compare yourself post-accident to pre-accident. Be your own best friend. Cut yourself a break and know that you are a new person. So now you have to be the best new person you can be. And so I got my head around it pretty quick. And uh, if I hadn't have done that, who knows? I might have got addicted to pain meds and had all sorts of issues, but I didn't. I, I, I knew it was up to me. And, and, and I know that God saved me for a reason. And I had hundreds of people praying for me, and I did feel the prayers. The power of prayer is absolutely astronomical. Well, Jim, I want to thank you for being on the radio program today. And I hope the information you heard may be an encouragement, maybe giving you some ideas. Uh, by the way, Jim is going to be producing, as, as mentioned, a podcast. And I'll be telling you more about that podcast very, very soon on our truth to ponder radio channel where you can find music in this program i'm going to find a place to have his podcast available as well you can find that at our website truth the number two ponder.com truth the number two ponder.com now for the remainder of this week tomorrow i'm not sure how much more information i'm going to glean on what the FDA said yesterday, Monday, uh, regarding the uh, Pfizer vaccine. As I mentioned at the beginning of the program, there's something that I, I can't seem to find. Maybe I'm just being overly suspicious because I've learned not to trust everything we've been told over the past 18, 19 months regarding SARS-CoV-2 and COVID-19. And, and I'm not I'm not trying to accuse the FDA of anything. It's just when you do a major press conference and announcement and you're referring to all kinds of documentation, well, for crying out loud, put the documentation out there so we can understand what you're referring to because without it, it doesn't say a whole lot in the press release and certain words that the media is using when I listen to the press conference are not the same words uh, that the FDA use. So I'm, I don't want to, yeah, maybe I am being a little suspicious, but I'd like to get to the bottom of it. If you believe in the work we're doing here at Truth to Ponder, would you consider a financial gift to pay for the radio airtime? Our mailing address, if you'd like to use a check, is 21 Berkshire, B-E-R-K-S-H-I-R-E, 21 Berkshire Lane, number 263, that's our secure box, 263, Sky Valley, Georgia, 30537. That's 30537. And we look forward to hearing from you. Make the check payable to Ancient Word Radio. Till tomorrow, may God bless. This has been Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. 
To find out more, visit our website, Truth, the number two, and the word ponder.com. That's Truth, the number two, ponder.com. Truth to Ponder, shining the light of truth in a darkening world.